Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. Why did God sacrifice His only begotten Son? Today, we're going to talk, answer a question, almost dealing the same thing. We're answering a question. The question was asked way in August. And only the time may be now that the Lord has allowed it to be answered. And that is a question of mercy. How far can we stretch mercy? How far can we stretch mercy? And Sister Ogoma is going to read the question. So we'll try to answer it. I, I pray and I hope it's going to be short. That's going to be question there. And more questions may come by his grace. Sister Ogoma, please. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Yes. In fact, mercy is the only beatitude where you receive exactly what you give. No question there. My question or point is about protection of the innocent. Is it not consistent with the scriptures? The protection of the innocent, is it not consistent with what? The scriptures. So we need to look at, first of all, mercy before we get into that. If you actually listen to the question, you will, you will probably begin to guess who asked the question. It's probably for one of our ITs. You know, when somebody said, this is what this says, no question of it. In other words, don't even talk about that one. It's over. Let's get into the good one. That's very wonderful. Mercy. What is mercy? Matthew 5, 7 said what? Blessed are the what? The merciful. For they shall also obtain mercy. That's what it says there. So what is mercy? Mercy is compassion. Please, if we, if we get anything mixed up, get ready for question. Mercy is compassion. And by the way, the person who brought this wonderful question is Brother Johnny. And I thank him that he's still been patient since August. Okay? And many people have asked so many questions. There are so many of them. Please be patient. Whenever the Lord, whenever, whenever that time comes, we answer it. The Spirit of the Lord will be the one to answer it, not the maker's room. So mercy is compassion. To be merciful is to be compassionate. Are, are, we, are, we, are we here? And what is compassion actually? Compassion is really extension of love and gratitude. Mark this now. You're going to wonder about where the gratitude is coming from. Mercy is extension of love and gratitude. To be compassionate is actually to put yourself in that unpleasant state of another. That's an unpleasant position that somebody's in. And you put yourself there. In other words, the mercy that even Sister Joanne was talking about is when somebody is willing to die for another. I'm not talking about, there are two messages I'm going to deal with right now. There's a mercy, or oh, I have mercy on him, or this and that. But there's another mercy where you're willing to give yourself for whatever it takes, and take the position of another. That's what Christ did on the cross. 
God, out of the abundance of his mercy, God so loved the world according to John 3.16, that he sacrificed what? His only begotten son that was with him from the beginning of time. He sacrificed him for you and I. Just because he loved us so much. That sacrifice that's above, that's what I'm talking about here right now, about mercy. One who is willing to give it all. I give myself away. You know, whenever we're singing that song, it's normally we're directing it to who? To God. We give myself away to God. Have you ever considered giving yourself away to another? For his use. To the glory of God. You want me to say that again? That's about three things I said there. Have you ever considered yourself to do that? Have you ever allowed somebody? Have you ever considered others first before you? In your practice as a child of God. I'm talking about those who are disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about the world. You know one thing? The world will never consider is somebody else before it. Do you know that? The natural thing of a human being is to be selfish. Yes. Don't the natural thing of a human being. Tell me one of you who has ever loved another person's child more than your own child. Have we gotten to that level that we've been talking about about transformation? Where actually someone else comes first before us? The mercy. And Christ said, I've showed you an example. I went on a cross for you. And there's an example I'm going to show you. It's no longer the mercy of the world, but the mercy of God. And what is that mercy of God? For someone who is born of him. If you look at John 13, right? 34 to 35. Christ defined, or can I say defined? Redefined love for those who are his disciples. Now, remember, going back to Exodus, he tells you one thing. He said, look, love yes." neighbors as you what? But Christ came and turned it around. Yes, what did he say? John 13, 34 to 35. Mm -hmm. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. As I have loved you. Go to John, please, 15, 12 and 13. John 15, 12, and 13. Yes. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. When a man lays down his life for his friend, the mercy of God. We said before that love, the perfect love of God, what begets mercy. Then mercy begets grace. And grace gives you what? Repentance, not to repent again. You see? If you, Sister John was saying, if you go ahead and repent what you repented before, that grace was wasted. That grace was wasted. It gives you for that. So, there's no greater love than one can show such mercy that somebody else will come before him. That someone else will come. This is what is called love in action. Forget about love and love and love. Love is meaningless without action. There's a love in action working. I love you so much, I sacrificed myself. And when I did so, I was not expecting anything from you. You didn't give me anything, you didn't pay me. But I did it because of what? Because the love of God is in me. That's the difference when the love of God is in someone. Because God is love. The love of God is a perfect love that does not do anything out of selfishness. 
or compulsion. It just does it because this is what I'm supposed to do, which is the right thing to do according to what? That which will please God. My own is to live a life that pleases him every single day. So love in action. Read me, read me, read me James, please, 127. James 1.27. Yes. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. Mm -hmm. To visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. Yes. And to keep himself unspotted from the world. That's the pure religion. To be merciful. Listen to me. To be merciful. Because that's what God did for us. Let me, let's turn the same James, please. 2. 15 to 17. James 2, 15 to 17. Yes. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, mm -hmm. and one of you say unto him, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled. Yes. Notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful for the body. What do, does it profit? What does it profit? You know what some of us uh, normally will do? You know, sometimes, there was one time I was just saying, Lord, I can't believe. That was in India. That was in India. I was telling the Lord, I said, Lord, how come? Now that my eyes, you have opened my eyes. I could now see, I could just see a little bit. And I see all these needs. Widows that are about to kick out of their dormitory or wherever they live. And I don't have the money to do it. I mean, I guess the Lord answered me almost like it's old Paul. Get away from me. My, my grace is sufficient unto you. In other words, you're not the giver. You're not the one. Don't worry. How to come. But what am I saying here? That's mercy. Extending. You know one thing? What does it profit? Some of us, you know what we do? Somebody will come to us now and say, you know, this is all my, or even we know what the problem is. And you know what we do? We say, ah, no, don't. the Lord will take care of it for you. The Lord will take care of you for you. You are the Lord. God has made you the Lord to take care of you. You know why? Because he had mercy on us. He saved us and he made provisions for all our needs. So that in return, we will do what? We will show other mercy. Otherwise, if we don't do that, what happens? Why did I tell you that mercy? What did I define it? I said, mercy what? Extension of love and what? Gratitude. Gratitude. Then, then let's get it. In other words, if God has done all this for me, and somebody else, I cannot, I, could, I cannot do it, or I will not do it for that somebody else, I have become very ungrateful. Please listen to me. And that's why he said that those who do that, that is cost upon them. Because why? I gave you all this. There's a reason why God saved us. So that through us, others can be what? Saved. That's why he told us in John 15, 16, he said, you don't want anything. You didn't call me. I called you. And there's a reason why I called you. I didn't call you for yourself. Now, some of us think that God called them for themselves. I remember one time when we, I remember one time when we started this fellowship. It was all men's fellowship. And when I said, well, women who want to come, they could come. And some people said, no, we don't want to hear that now. This is all about it. I said, no, the day God will bring women here, you will not know, and eventually women will be in the majority. Is it not what is going on now? You see, so you have a situation where <laughs> God, God will tell you, listen, 
If you don't extend what I have given to you, mercifully, freely, willingly, without expectation, and unselfishly, then you have been, you have expressed what? Ingratitude. And we're talking about mercy. We'll go to the, question, the, the, the main question, but we need to get out there. You have expressed ingratitude. And that's exactly what happened in Matthew 25. If you look at Matthew 25, right? Yeah. You got Matthew 24? Read me 34 to 40, please. Matthew 25, 34 to 40. Yes, ma'am. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, mm -hmm. Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Yes. For I was unhungered, and you gave me meat. I was unhungered, and you had what? Mercy. Start replacing everything with mercy now. That's what it's all about. Go ahead. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. Mm -hmm. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. Mm -hmm. Your microphone. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. We all know about that's those scriptures. Okay, you got a situation where the Lord came. He said, "When the Lord comes, all nations will come before Him, and He will divide them." The sheep, he will put where? The right side. That right side, I love it. And the goat will go to the left side. All right? And I'll say to the sheep, all you of the children of God, come in and enjoy this thing because you had mercy. Let me, let me summarize it that way. You had mercy. And they said, where did we have mercy? Give me Proverbs 19, 17, please. Proverbs 19, 17. Yes. He that has pity upon the poor mm -hmm. lendeth unto the Lord. And he and that which he has given, will he pay him again? You see, whoever has pity on the poor, he did it for the Lord. Are you, are you with me here? But those who turn away and are unmerciful in their life are cause. That is a horrible, that is an unbelievable thing. They are cause. Because why? Why are they cursed? Where is Proverbs 17, 13? Proverbs 17, 13. Yes. Whoso rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. Are you following me? Whoso rewardeth God evil for good? Listen now, please get it. Whoever rewards God evil for good, evil will never depart from his house. And that's exactly what also he showed us that the Lord Jesus Christ also gave us that. In Matthew 25, you see, if, we're not going to read all of it, but you can see all the way from that 41, verse 41 to 46, where he was telling people who were not merciful, say, depart from me, all you who are what? Curse. You, do you have that? Matthew 25, 41 to 46. Then shall he say also unto them on the left, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was unhungered, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, 
When saw we thee and hungered or a thirst or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he say unto them, answer them saying, Verily I say unto you, in so much as you did not, as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Do we read this sense? The mercy. One having mercy on the one who are needy. But then why are these people condemned? Let me Proverbs 21, 13, please. Proverbs 21, 13. Whoso stoppeth his ears at mm -hmm. the cry of the poor, yes. he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. The Lord will not hear him, because the poor belongs to the Lord. The needy, they belong to the Lord. And he has appointed you and, okay, and said, look, I save you. And I'm giving you all this now so that you can extend. And when you do so, my child, I will continue to bless you so that you will not lack. That's exactly what happened to Elijah. Elijah, when God told Elijah, you know, I love you so much because God has done this in my life. You know, when God commands the raven to feed somebody, that's what gives me hope every time. And somebody will ask me, said, how come, you know, he said, the Lord told you not to do anything and you have not done anything and you don't make anything. I said, don't worry about it. After all, you see a man who is over 200 pounds. You're asking him, what? I mean, you know, it's not the Lord taking care of me. Don't worry about that. But the most important thing is that when God will say, I have commanded. And you see people who are preaching the gospel. Said, they say they are preaching the gospel. And it's all about covetousness. Oh, I need this. Your pastor needs this. Blah, 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 blah. They forget one thing. The people around did not call me to serve God. He called me. And the one who called me, he will take care of me. And if he doesn't take care of me, so what? Does it concern anybody? Unless I complain. You know one thing? It's just like a husband and wife. Except for one of you complains. Nobody knows. So with God, if I don't complain to you, you don't know what's going on in my life. I just give him all the joy. So he said, if we don't, if we cry, you don't answer. Elijah told the widow, widow, don't worry about it. Feed the needy first. And God will do the rest for you. I just want to prepare the ground of mercy. But then you see, we are giving that mercy of God. So we can extend that mercy. But the mercy is unto the needy. What is the most important thing that they need in this? Salvation. Salvation. Glory be to them. I want you to know that. That's why he told us, I'm sending you all over the world to have mercy, to extend my mercy. He didn't tell you, say, if you don't have something in your pocket, don't give. But he said the most important thing to God is salvation. Then other things, if you have those things, you give. But let's come to the question about protection. Are we all in line together now? about mercy. We'll deal with mercy. This is just the beginning of it. You see, we have mercy when we help the helpless. That's one. We have mercy when we lend to those who cannot pay us back. Now think about it. That's why I said there are two kinds of mercies here. There's a mercy I lend to you, you will lend me back. There's one which, oh no, I don't have any money. Oh yeah, my friend doesn't have any money. I know he, but this month, I mean, this month is going to be paid. He'll pay me back. Oh, you have it. 
because I know you'll pay me back, you'll pay me back. That's mercy. It's okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But you see, you expected something back. The one that is, gives you the, the greatest blessing is when you don't even have any expectations. You lend, you give, you help, not expecting anything, knowing fully where the one you have given to cannot even pay you back. That's when God will pay you more. That's mercy. Are you following me? Let me look, please, 6. Luke 6. Do you want us to jump? I don't, I don't, let's, let's jump. When you have time, read Luke 6. You can see why I said, well, okay. You know where the Lord was talking about. He said, well, when you give, not expecting any return, love your enemy, this and that. So let's not get into that. But I just want to deal with, you have a situation where it is merciful that you forgive. Listen to me now. It's not only that you help those who can help themselves and those who cannot help you. Listen to me. And you lend to those who cannot pay you back. But you must forgive all. That is mercy. Forgiveness is mercy. God so loved the world, he had mercy. In fact, he forgave the world before the world would ask and gave his only begotten son. So you must forgive all. If you don't forgive all, then you are ungrateful for what God has already done for you. Be sure no matter whatever happens in this life, whatever is a problem with any human being in this world, you must laugh with them when they laugh, and you must also mourn with them when they mourn. That's mercy. If you laugh at them, you have expressed ungratefulness. And that is one thing that is a disease in our community. You know that? Big time disease. Someone will call you on the telephone right now. Have you had that man? Have you had that man? They're going to tell you something ugly. Yes. The man has, is now in trouble. And they're laughing. Ha, 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 ha. And tomorrow they just dress up. They're going to church. They're going to church to do what? When already you're laughing at the child of God who is in trouble. That's not being merciful. That's being helpful. Are you with me? Who says Proverb, please? 17.5. Proverbs 17.5. Yes. Whoso mocketh the poor reproacheth his maker. Mm -hmm. And he that is glad at calamities shall not be unpunished. Who is glad at calamities shall never be unpunished. Read me 24. Proverbs 24, please. 17. And 18. Proverbs 24, 17 and 18. Yes, ma'am. Rejoice not when thine enemy falls, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it and it displease him. Lest when you laugh at him, the Lord will see what you are doing and it will displease the Lord. What and, will he do? And he turn away his wrath from him. To who? He didn't say, but I'm saying it here. He turns away his wrath from that man unto the one who is laughing. Since you rejoicing and say, what has happened to this man is so wonderful. You have it. Whatsoever a man sows, he shall what? That's the way it is. You have it. But protection. It is merciful to protect the innocent. That's a question that my brother was asking. It is what? Merciful. To protect the innocent. We must do everything to protect the innocent. As long as those things we do are consistent with the word of who? 
of God. Now, let me tell you one other thing about righteousness and about giving before we get into that. Something the Lord told me when I walked in this afternoon. He said, there's one thing, there's a mercy out of our own righteousness that nullifies mercy. You want me to say that one more time? There is mercy that is born out of our own righteousness and it nullifies mercy. What do I mean by that? I go and do something now, and all of a sudden, I mean, you always see it, even in the media everywhere. I want to do something now to help the poor. Boy, I'm inside the depth of my heart. I'm thinking about what I'm going to gain from it. The fame, the popularity, the knowledge, people. Hey, hey, you see what I have done? You've nullified it. It's of no use to God. That which you do in secret is the most effective. That's the one that God sees more. But the one you do to be seen becomes a problem. So our own righteousness, which is a filthy rag, when we think that's what it is, and it is done selfishly, God knows, no matter how we do it. You know, we can pretend and say, well, we have helped one million people. But in our heart, we have actually helped ourselves. Or whatever we're thinking about that, or want people to know. Do you understand that? That's, that's what I mean by that. But protection, you protect people in accordance with the will of God. If I have somebody right now who is being persecuted and being killed, like what is happening in Nigeria, that's exactly where this is going to, that my brother asked. I can safeguard that person and hide him because he's being persecuted. But I cannot on my own, I'm talking about who's somebody who is a child of God, I'm not talking about the world, I cannot on my own to protect him, go out on the street and kill the person trying to kill him. Are you following me? And kill the person who is trying to kill I cannot do that. That will not be that which is consistent with the word of God. The word of God, that shall not kill. And for someone who is a servant of this, let's put it this way right now. Mercy, do you know that mercy is fulfilling the what? The law of who? Don't look at me like, read me Galatians 6 2, please. Galatians 6 2. Yes. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear you one another's burden. That's how you fulfill the law. Of Christ. Now, what is actually the law of Christ concerning love? Huh? And then another one is what? Yes, that's one. That's another one. Love, love as I have loved you, and then love your enemies. Don't forget that one because most of us don't want to hear that. Okay? Love as I have loved you. How did he love? He laid his life down for his enemy. No, don't do because according to Romans 5, 8 to 10, he said, why yet we were sinners? Remember, we were his enemies, right? He died for us going through that. Okay, so what I'm talking about is this. When one is actually trying to fulfill the way of the Lord, he should not break the rule. of the, No matter whatever happens, we're coming to it. He should never break the rule of the Lord. Read me Galatians 2.17, please. Galatians 2.17. Yes. But if while you, we seek to be justified by Christ, mm -hmm. we ourselves also are found sinners, mm -hmm. is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. God forbid. 
Now, please, 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 I want to make sure these creatures are all there. And I thank my brother who brought out the, the question. You see, while, while we're trying to do be merciful as God has asked us, does that then give us the right to break the love? God bless you. Whatever happens in your life, wherever you are in this life, if you're on a job, at home, husband and wife, whatever it is you do, make sure it is not contrary to the what? To the commandment of God. Otherwise, it will not please God. Whatever anyone does. So then what do we do? Here we are, according to my brother that asked the question. And the, most of our people, innocent Christians, are being butchered, being killed in northern Nigeria. Yes, I mean, that's the truth. By terrorists, they're doing that. What should we do? Should we pick up arms and go and help them and kill? We can't do that. I'm talking about those who are of Christ. I'm not talking about any other, you know, what any other person does. Then what should we do? We should then use a weapon that's greater than ordinary weapon of man. That's our job. Our job is to use a weapon that's greater than the weapon of man. And what does that, what's that weapon? Prayer, intercession. Intercession. We're going to come to it now. Okay? Take the burden. For us here, we have not done enough. And our people, even home, back home, they have not done enough. That is what it means that when somebody says, take up another person's burden and fulfill what? The law of Christ. Put yourself in the unpleasant state of that individual. What is that burden? Take the burden of Nigeria. Take the burden of the brethren that are all over Nigeria, even in northern Nigeria. Take their burden. What is that burden that is in Nigeria? As I have spelled it out very well. When you are praying, remember this. Because that's where we are. As I got it very, very wonderfully well. Read me Isaiah 59, please. 1 to 15. Isaiah 59, 1 to 15. Yes. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Yes. Neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. That's what we should be crying every day. That's a burden that we all have. Go ahead, yes. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongues have muttered perverseness. None calls for justice. None calls for justice. Go on. Nor any pleads for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. They hatch cockatrice eggs and weave the spider's web. Mm -hmm. He that eats of their eggs dies. And that which is crushed breaks out into a viper. Mm -hmm. Their webs shall not become garments, neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and the act of violence is in their hands. Mm. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they know not, they know not. and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. 
Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore is judgment far from us. Neither does justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. We roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far off from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before you, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. Mm -hmm. In transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, and judgment is turned away backward, and justice stands afar off. For truth is fallen in the streets, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth fails, and he that departs from evil makes himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. He saw it. My brothers and sisters, pick that and go through it every day. You see a true picture of Nigeria. Don't worry about this. Not even he touched. You know, Isaiah touched something also. Lies and distance, even in our institution, churches. You tell me we have abandoned the Lord. Even those who are actually supposed to be, like say Christians and so on. It's lies and manipulation and deception and lies and justice. You can't even do anything except you are bribed and that's our state. That's our country. That's the burden you and I have. It's a burden that we should be crying unto God like Daniel did. Daniel cried unto, Nehemiah cried unto God. Lord, we have done all this evil. Have mercy. And God said, you know the thing that is bothering me? I've been looking down. Give me verse 6. Hmm? Verse what? 16. 16. <laughs> and he saw that there was no man. That is where we are. He saw there was no man. Yes? And wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him. And his righteousness it sustained he him. He wondered. We cannot pretend. This is the state we have right now. Blood test, everything you do is over. Just like that there. For you, now it's interception. Asking God every day, day and night. Have we done that? How many of us have really fasted and fasted and fasted? Even dry fasting for one single day. Calling upon God for that in Nigeria. He said, I look for an intercessor. I couldn't see any of them. Read me Ezekiel, please, 22. 27 to 30. Ezekiel 22, 27 to 30. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves. He's talking about us again. All those people in the government are like wolves. Yes? Ravening the prey. Mm -hmm. To shed blood and to destroy souls. To get dishonest gain. And her prophets have dubbed them with untempered mortar. Mm -hmm. Seeing vanity and divining lies. Is that not what is going on in our churches everywhere? Go on. Unto them, saying... Thus says the Lord God, when the Lord has not spoken. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Mm -hmm. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully 
And I sought for a man among them. And I sought for a man among them. That should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. That I should not destroy it. But I found none. I found none. Please, that's what I'm talking See, there's something, weapon, that's greater than man's weapon. God is greater than that. I know that. I know. The natural thing would be pick up, let's say, what can we gather together, even arms, let's go fight. But for you and I, we don't belong to ourselves. We're, Christ. We're supposed to have spiritual understanding, knowing that there's something that's greater. And God was saying something. If I would find somebody, this is in Jeremiah 5 1, right? Jeremiah 5 1. Yes. Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem, mm -hmm. and see now and know, and seek in the broad places thereof, if you can find a man, if there be any that executes judgment, mm -hmm. that seeks the truth, and I will pardon it. I will pardon it if I can see even one just man who will intercede for me every time crying all the way. You know one thing? Even all the way from Genesis, let's look at that. You know, there's a question that I've come, I have not asked myself openly that question. Have you ever wondered? This is just wonder. By the way, you know, in law they said, assuming agundo, whatever that is, or Spanish. I mean, you know, uh, Latin. What he's saying that, assuming for the purpose of argument. All right? Assuming. I don't know. That, that I'm just thinking quietly, not loudly. I wonder what would have happened if there was a single man inside Sodom and Gomorrah that was just. The Bible never told us that Lot was just. Don't worry about it because it's no one thing. Lot was a little bit kind of a, yeah, whatever it is. He, he, <laughs> oh, yeah, he was, he was, even you can see his family. The difference between Noah and Lot. The angel and the, the spirit of God said, Noah, take all your family and go into the what? Into the ark. Nobody argued. But you see, in Lot, you can see a dysfunctional family. Immediately, he said, oh, they're, they're in Lot. I'm not going. You can go. They have to, the angel of Lot had to drag them out. Get out here. You're too stubborn. I'm doing this because of who? Abraham. And yet, the wife had to turn, turn around. They listen to that. So that, let's, let's leave that. Because if you look at the scripture, it said, well, you know one thing? I remembered Abraham. That's why I'm going to get out Lot. I remember Abraham. But have you wondered? That's just by the way. Only God knows. If there was one single human being in Sodom and Gomorrah, crying every day in season and say, Lord, you know one thing? I know we have done wrong, but go ahead and kill me first. If Abraham... If you look at what? Genesis 18. We're not going to read it, which of course you know it. You see from verse 23 to 32, where Abraham was interceding. Abraham was outside Sodom and Gomorrah, interceding, interceding, up to the point where God would have saved the whole place if he could have found what? Ten. Yes, ten. Imagine if somebody was in what? In Sodom and Gomorrah. Somebody did that. That was in a situation where the Lord said, you know one thing? I have had enough. And I will wipe out these people. And he fell on the ground. Where is that? Ezra 32, please. 
32, 10 to 14. Can you read that? Yes. Exodus 32, 10 to 14. Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them. Who's saying this? God. God. Yes. And that I may consume them and I will make of thee a great nation. And Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which mm -hmm. thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore shall the Egyptians speak and say, for mischief did he bring them out, to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Mm -hmm. Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swore by thine own self and said unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to And do. the Lord repented of the evil that he thought. Imagine the boldness of Moses of saying, Turn away from this evil. You are talking to God. Turn away from this evil. In other words, this was a man that was one-on-one -on -one with him, with God. And all God was just anxiously expecting was for Moses to intercede. Because it is not his desire to destroy his people and for them to perish. He just wants somebody who will say, hey, Lord have mercy. Don't even do that. So that's, that's what we need. Let us take that upon ourselves. Whatever happens, the sins of our fathers and fathers and the sins of our brothers and sisters back home and our sins, let that now be put on us as all the sins of the world was put on Christ to intercede. And you may be shocked what God can do one day. You know one thing, when people, when people forsake God, he will sell them. He will sell them. But even an enemy that is completely anti-God. That may be happening. But then when we intercede and go unto God, we help in any way we can. Yes, I agree with you. But we cannot do it contrary to the word of God. We do it according to his own grace. So taking that burden on ourselves is what we need to do now. Like we said, Daniel did it. Nehemiah did it. Moses did it. Abraham did it, and all these things God listened, because he's looking for somebody who would just simple do that. So that's mercy. We'll continue with mercy, but I wanted to answer this question. How far we can go in protecting the innocent? And the Lord Almighty will bless you and keep you all in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.